Hello, and welcome to an emergency pod of the BTC Ball Things Considered podcast. I'm Michael Costello, the resident Wizards guy for BTC. I've been a Wizards fan since I knew what basketball was. All my teams are DC. But yeah, obviously the breaking news and dominating storyline of tonight is that Russell Westbrook and John Wall were just traded for one another. The Houston Rockets also receive a 2023 lottery-protected first-round pick from the Wizards. This was a giant Woj bomb, Shamas bomb, whoever it was that officially broke it first, that really came out of left field. The teams had not talked in weeks, but then apparently got a deal done after connecting this afternoon in a matter of a few hours. That's interesting. It leads us to wonder what may have changed. I won't go into that because we don't know right now, and there's no point in speculating as it'll come out, and I'm not a source. I won't be able to tell you. The point of this pod is not to talk about front offices. It's to talk about the trade itself, what it means specifically for the Wizards. So on the floor, the Wizards' starting lineup is going to look like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal as the two guards. Rui Hachimura at power forward and Thomas Bryant at center. The three spot has been open competition. Head coach Scott Brooks said yesterday, likely contenders for that spot are Isak Bonga, newly drafted Danny Avdia, and recent selection Troy Brown Jr., who was the Wizards' first round pick in 2018, the year before Rui. He's a year younger than Rui though, so he still has a lot to demonstrate. I expect with this trade for the new starter to be Isak Bonga, just because Russell Westbrook is notoriously ball dominant and Bradley Beal was fifth in usage last season, that will tick down with a high usage player and Russell Westbrook taking the ball out of his hands. Beal was never supposed to be the entire engine a la a Giannis or a James Harden. So now that he doesn't have to do that anymore, I don't think that they will need the offense of Denny Evdia and they certainly won't need the playmaking of Troy Brown Jr., so Isak Bonga's defense makes the most sense. Bonga can dribble the ball really well. He used to be a point guard, but he doesn't need the ball at all to be successful, and his main point of impact is on defense. He's a top-tier perimeter defender. I believe he was top 15 in the league at least in opposing field goal percentage, and he can knock down an occasional three if you leave him wide open, but mostly he just fits the best with the starting backcourt. I expect Davis Bertans to reprise his six-man role and eventually become a starter, probably. The Wizards' best lineup will be Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. Rui Hachimura slides down to the three with Bertans at the four and Thomas Bryant at the five. It's tough because Rui Hachimura and Russell Westbrook both can't shoot the three, but John Wall couldn't shoot the three either, so it won't be a stark difference transitioning to Russell Westbrook, even though Wall was a slightly better shooter. They were both pretty bad. Davis Bertans brings a lot of shooting to that lineup, and I expect him to close games. He's a top-five floor stretcher in the NBA, and Rui can't shoot either, so that's going to be huge to have him. And I think that's a really, really good top-five. A five that can go offensively toe-to-toe with the legitimately best teams in the league, title contending on that side of the floor. Defense is a different story, but the Wizards aren't looking to win the Larry O'Brien this year. In terms of on the court, Russell Westbrook's most successful season in the four since Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City has been his year alongside Paul George in Oklahoma City in 2018-19. Beal is the most similar teammate that Russ has had to Paul George. Beal is more similar to George than James Harden was in Houston last season. 
he's used to being the second fiddle, but he should not be the second fiddle between him and Russ in Washington. This is a point that I can't stress enough for both guys. For Russell Westbrook, from his perspective, when Russ took a step back in that 18-19 season, not a back seat, more like sitting shotgun to Paul George, the Thunder were the best they've been by miles post-Kevin Durant. George was third in the MVP finish, and he may have been even higher if he wasn't hurt late. He was uber efficient. He was dominant. He brought it on defense. He was creating his own shots like he had never done, even in his peak years in Indiana, because Russell Westbrook was taking care of him. He was a beast. He played the best ball of his career with pure point guard, beta dog, assist champion type of Russell Westbrook. They were better than the team they lost in the first round, which you may remember was the Portland Trailblazers. Dame hit it from about 95 feet, something like that, and then waved the thunder off the floor. But they were injured, so they lost that. They were really, really good, and that team fit, and it made a lot of sense. The Wizards don't have that defense, but they have that level of talent and that level of supporting cast. Russ Ball does not work in the playoffs. You have to let Bradley Beal be the main point of this offense. You could be a great point guard if you're Russell Westbrook, but you have to respect that Beal has earned this team. This is Beal's team. You can have a Steph and Katie type of relationship when Kevin Durant came to Golden State. I think that's ideal and probably likely in terms of how the Wizards are going to have their most success. But Russ has to adapt his game. That's what it's going to come down to. Last time we saw Wall and Beal fully set, healthy at their peaks and primed, they were a game shy of the Eastern Conference Finals. They lost in a Game 7 to Boston that denied them a date with LeBron James's Cavs. But that was a long time ago. Beal is miles better than he was. He was the second fiddle far and away on that team. But him right now, Bradley Beal, may be better than John Wall has ever been. I say may because it's tough and Beal stats may be slightly misleading because of how much he had to do for the team last year. But Beal is tops. He's a top five scorer in the NBA. The only scorers who may be better than him probably are, are Steph, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. There's nothing wrong with being fifth on that list. And Beal can pass pretty well. He can do everything you need on offense. It's totally complete. He needs to be the center of this team's offense. And Peak Westbrook can make him even better than the guy that we've already seen when he's playing the right way. Right now, Bradley Beal is better than Russell Westbrook. And that's important. That's how the Wizards are going to win. Like I said about his offense, there's nothing he can't do. He can create his own shot as good as anyone. He's an absolutely elite cutter. There may not be someone better. He can pass, he can shoot from deep, and he can finish at the rim. With the load off of him compared to last year, like when I said he was fifth in usage, he will be able to tone set even more on defense, which was the Wizards' biggest problem last year. The Wizards' defense was bad. Horrific. Beal, because he played the most for the Wizards, was the dead last defensive rating player in the NBA for a good majority of the season. It was him and Trey Young's back and forth the whole year. They're a lot better this year, project to be. Thomas Bryant got better at defense in the bubble significantly and should improve as a young player anyways. Robin Lopez is the new backup center instead of horrible at defense, Mo Wagner. And center is the fulcrum of every defense, so that's going to be huge. And Robin Lopez will tr teach a lot to Thomas Bryant, so Thomas Bryant's going to be even better on top of his upward trajectory. And like I said, Beal's not going to be a top five usage player again. He's got 
the sixth usage player, Russell Westbrook, alongside him now. So that's going to take as much of the load off as could be taken off. That'll help Beal be a good defender because last year he wasn't bad at defense on purpose, but he was bad at defense because it made more sense for him to give everything on offense. Like the points that Beal added on offense were worth more than if he expended his energy on defense and let lesser players run the offense. So now that Quandry is no longer faced by the Wizards and everybody else can take the load off. So like I said, Bryant will be better. Beal will be better on defense. He received an all-defense vote in 2018. I can't stress enough that it was so frustrating hearing people call him a bad defender. He'll be locked in again, hopefully. Denny Avdia, who they just drafted, is a legit good defender, even playing some five overseas. I did a whole pod on his game. There's a lot to like about his defense. He even protected the rim some. Like I said, playing small ball five overseas. Isak Bongai talked about his perimeter defense and his opposing field goal percentage. He's a top-tier defender at that. And Troy Brown Jr. is pretty good. With the offense taken care of, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura, and Davis Bertans is an elite top four. And Thomas Bryant's a nice kicker. The team can lock in and know what it wants to do on defense way more than it did last season. So the offense should be similarly good, top five, top ten, and the defense will spark way up. With respect to the team's outlook as a whole this coming season, I think they're a lock for the playoffs now. I don't think that's a controversial take. Russell Westbrook, with a horrific supporting cast, led his team to the sixth seed in the West in 2016-17. He had a pretty bad supporting cast, one that didn't belong in the Western Conference playoffs. He had Victor Oladipo with basically the worst season of his career. He had Steven Adams and Ennis Cantor and Taj Gibson for 23 games. Gibson was in the front court. He had Sabonis being horribly misused and Jeremy Grant as basically a dunker and a lot of Doug McDermott. Like none of those guys are near the second option you need to be legit in the Western Conference. And Russell Westbrook still made the playoffs, still was in the top half of the league because he's a floor raiser. He's an ultimate regular season game winner. He elevates his teammates to where they should not be the way that we haven't seen since LeBron James's first stint on the Cavaliers. Like I said, Russ Ball doesn't work in the playoffs, but it doesn't need to. That team lost in the playoffs pretty handily, but that's not what it's about. He's a floor raiser. This team will make the playoffs. This wizard supporting cast is so much better than that 16-17 Thunder team. And Bradley Beal is far and away the best teammate that Russ had compared to that team. Beal might be better than Russ right now. It's tough to say because Russ is injured, but they are really close. And because this is Beal's team for so long, this will be Beal's team, and he ought to be the alpha dog all year. The Wizards were ninth in the East last year, and now add Russell Westbrook and Denny without losing anything. They're going to make the playoffs. They probably won't win a series. Seven Eastern Conference playoff teams, everybody except for the Magic, are almost locks to return to the playoffs. All those teams make a lot of sense, more sense, frankly, than the Wizards do right now. The Wizards will gel, hopefully, but it's hard for me to pick them to win a series when they're going to be the seven or the eight, and they're going to play a team like the Brooklyn Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round without home court advantage. 
but they'll make the playoffs and for the future, they're set up wonderfully. They have eight players aged 23 or younger, and all of them have shown legit NBA chops. Ranked loosely, those eight players, Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, Denny Avdia, Troy Brown Jr., Jerome Robinson, Isak Bonga, Cassius Winston, the rookie, and Mo Wagner. They have all of their first-round picks except for the 2023 lottery-protected selection they just sent to Houston. Those eight guys are all on fungible contracts, all on their rookie deals, meaning they can easily add up to an additional star. Loads of stars are going to be available in 2021, and the Wizards are in the driver's seat. They're in the position of the Clippers, Nets, Heat, and Lakers last offseason to welcome in a third star. If you don't remember, the Clippers made the playoffs, lost, but then they had a lot of fight, right? So what did they do? They were able to attract Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The Nets, the same thing. They had to trade d that really fun team, and getting rid of d turned into Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Heat, same thing. They had a great supporting cast. They needed a leader. They sign and trade for Jimmy Butler, and they make it to the NBA Finals. Lakers was a little bit different. They had LeBron James. Everybody's going to want to play with him. But they didn't make the playoffs. They had LeBron James and, frankly, assets that happened to play on the court, like livestock. And they turned those into Anthony Davis, and they immediately win the Finals. The Wizards probably won't win the 22 title, but they're positioned really nicely to have a great season and use all those young guys, see who you want, see who has good value, and add a third star, and then 2021 star lad in offseason. Rudy Gobert makes the most sense to me right now. John Collins makes a lot as well. And I personally would pay a ridiculous sum of money to get Jonathan Isaac on my team. Maybe Paul George or Kawhi Leonard if things go nuclear for the Clippers. Sure, pray for Giannis, I guess. The point is there's a lot. Victor Oladipo is another one, although he fits less. But fit matters less and less with positionless basketball. But there's a bunch of stars. The Wizards are set up really, really well to acquire one of those guys and either sign and trade, sign them to a max deal as a free agent, or like I said, you can trade for a Gobert during the season if the Jazz know that they're not going to give him the max deal he wants. Finally, I want to talk about John Wall. This is weird. It's painful to never see John Wall in a Wizards uniform again. The franchise's all-time leading assists man and steals man, fourth all-time in points. He was third, but Beal passed him while he was injured. He would be, without any injuries, at this current point in time, the all-time points leader. He'll finish some 3,000 shy of it. So if he was fully healthy, based on his averages, he'd already have that. He's the all-time leader in assists per game for the Wizards, despite the franchise housing two other assist champions, Kevin Porter and Rod Strickland, and Wall playing for the team much longer. He has career averages of 19 points, 4 rebounds, and 9 assists. He's a great player. He would, at this point in time, without injuries be a Hall of Famer. He's a legend in D.C. Great in the community. I've never heard a bad thing about the man off the floor. He puts the city first. He really embraced it. He's from nearby North Carolina. He will be missed. It sucks that he has to return for another team after all he's done to get back with the Wizards every single step of the way. Being with the team, helping Beal become the player that he is. Beal would not be the star that he is, if he didn't have Wall in the building every single day, even while Wall was injured, he was there. And he'll be just 20 days away from the comeback, and now he'll have to do it in a different jersey. December 22 would have been his return to the Wizards, but he's traded on December 2nd. 
I have yet to also hear a negative word about his health. He seems to be as great as can be. He's been cleared to do everything for months now. He was going to return initially in the bubble, but Beal and Bertans opted out. There was nothing to play for. And then towards the end of the regular season, if there was no shutout, like lockdown, he might have played just to get games under his belt and get ready for the 2021 season. He's been in the lab getting himself ready for this comeback slash revenge tour. And if the NBA had a comeback player of the year award, he would be a lock. I'm excited for and expect big things for him in Houston. He can be just as good as Chris Paul was for the 2017-18 iteration of the Rockets. I'm not about to get bold takey with the Rockets, but John Wall is, like Chris Paul, an all-defense player. He's a double-digit assists guy, and he's going to buy in, and he fits better next to Harden than Russ did. Then Paul did, I don't know and can't say yet, but the Rockets got better too. And they got a really good player, and I'm excited to see him play at all. Whatever jersey, he's great to watch. Thank you for everything, John, and this has been the BTC Pod. Thank you so much for listening.